Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Stay tuned to hear more about BetOnline.net's great offers throughout the NFL playoff season and the rest of the NHL regular season. Tonight's show is going to be focusing a little bit on, you know, the Jets, uh, the changed up lines, kind of what I expect going forward and some of the updates from the roster. And then I'll talk a little bit about what I'm expecting from the second half of this season. I I think there are a lot of questions about what this Jets team is going to look like, who is going to be in and out, and whether or not some of our young prospects are going to be part of this future core that the Jets seem to be building. This season has been pretty turbulent, but maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We'll talk about what might be the most exciting thing to look forward to and what might dampen some of that optimism towards the end of the show. All this and so much more coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends, gather around the fire. It is time to talk about some Jets hockey and more specifically some of the updates from the roster as well as some line combination changes. The Jets have announced that Neil Pionk, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Austin Pagansky are all in NHL COVID-19 protocols, which I think some people are wondering how this has actually happened because um, during the All-Star break they were saying that they weren't going to be testing symptomatic players, so if that's the case, um, if they are actually symptomatic instead, that's not particularly great news. You know, obviously we're hoping for the health of the players. You know, you're hoping that uh, no one is very seriously um, ill because long COVID in younger people does seem to be a notable trend, especially with some of the recent variants. And you would just really hate to see anyone fall terribly ill from this virus that just continues to wreak havoc across the entire league. In response, the Jets have recalled Declan Chisholm, Vili Heinola, and Jonathan Kovacevic, plus Christian Reichel. This is a pretty standard group, I would say. I think the Jets, um, they seem to trust these kids to an extent. You know, Chisholm, I think, has done a really good job. Heinola has grown game by game, which you basically expected. I mean, this is a kid that really just needs the NHL ice time to continue to perform. Kovacevic has been, you know, a guy that I think could be an okay third-pairing defender. I think everyone, to some extent, has struggled with some of the more defensive side of things just because... The Jets' in-zone defense is a horrible mess right now, and a lot of the disorganization and stuff is especially tough on the kids who, you know, aren't really familiar with the system and are accustomed to playing a more aggressive, um, faster up-tempo style that I think favors the Moose right now. Reichel coming back is definitely a good sign for the uh, the bottom six. I like his game. I think that he's got some underappreciated skill. Pagansky has been doing fine. It's just that Austin, I don't really feel, has like brought something that the team couldn't get from another player if he's out injured or anything like that. I think if you're looking for a nice um, defensively-minded fourth-line winger or something, Pagansky has definitely filled that role pretty admirably, and I think Reichel can do the same. Every time I've watched Christian, I, I just feel like he has an extra layer of skill to his game, and whether he can really start to figure it out and actually apply it at the NHL level, 
I don't know if he's going to pull it off, but certainly I, I have some optimism for him. I think he's shown well in the brief games that he's had. Nothing too outstanding, you know, I'm not looking for top-end talent here, but obviously a guy who can fill a depth role and certainly eat up some minutes for the Jets while also being maybe somebody you could use on the PK, I don't think you can really complain about that. The biggest loss, though, here is going to be, of course, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, Dubois is obviously our first-line center. He took that mantle from Mark Scheifele pretty quickly after he arrived. Uh, you know, to do it within a season really is not a great sign for Scheifele, but in terms of Dubois' development, obviously a very good sign for the Jets. He's kind of back to doing what he does best. The only thing that I really don't care for with Dubois is that sometimes I feel like he's a little bit loose on the puck, and part of that may just be you know, a little bit of uh, forechecking pressure on him sometimes from the size of his frame and his balance maybe causes him to turn the puck over with some poor decisions, but that's definitely something he could work on. It occasionally puts his team in a really bad defensive situation, and you know how the Jets are defensively. It's not ideal, but everything else that he does for Winnipeg has been pretty marvelous. He's obviously one of our top scorers. He's one of our best playmakers, and the Jets team without him just looks really bad. I'm not even going to lie. This unit without him it's going to be rough. PLD has kind of been one of our only true offensive catalysts, so not having him, especially as they enter what is going to be an extremely hectic next 10 days, I don't really know how Winnipeg is going to cope with this. Um, originally, I was planning to say that, you know, the Jets over the next couple of games are probably going to be like uh, 500-ish or maybe a little bit over, which is not really a playoff pace right now, but it might be enough to at least put them within touching distance of the second wildcard spot. With the loss of Dubois and Pionk, though, you can basically just kiss that goodbye unless either of these guys comes back in the next couple of days, and I don't really know if that's all that likely. So it's it's going to be a rough one. You know, Pionk has been a very important defender for this team, even though this season I, I think has been not super ideal for him. At the very least, he is, you know, one of our top players on the back end and certainly one of the better performing defenders out there. So it's just not an ideal situation. And the Jets are really leaning on a very young squad, which you might say is great if you're trying to evaluate talent. But oftentimes, I feel like with the Jets, they're not super great when it comes to talent evaluation and how they're making an impact on Winnipeg's roster. So the only hope that I have is that this audition for some of these kids continues to yield positive-ish results. I don't think that the Jets are going to be looking to incorporate many of these players uh, this season long-term. I would like them to get kind of more ice time, but that just doesn't feel likely. And the same can definitely be said for like Chisholm and Kovacevic. I think in that case, though, you can comfortably send them down to the Moose. You know, Chisholm definitely still has a couple of rough patches to his game, but him playing in the AHL is okay, I would say. It's not the best, but it's okay. It seems like Mark Morrison is doing a phenomenal job, and maybe they're actually learning a pretty good deal down there. For Heinola, this is put-up-or-shut-up time for him. I, I think that he's done enough to warrant a longer look, but, you know, with how the coaching staff is and what they value, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I still think Heinola has a great amount of potential, but he's never going to reach it unless the Jets are willing to truly give him a shot, or if he finds it elsewhere, that would not be great for us, but certainly great for Heinola. So hopefully he has a monster next couple of weeks and proves that he deserves to be on this team long term. With these roster absences, obviously the lines have significantly changed, and I'll give you a heads up on what we're going to be expecting, courtesy of Kelly Moore from CJOB, in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Primal Origins Oils and why they should be your number one choice for all of your beard care needs. 
Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. We'll also be joining YouTube shortly, so stay tuned for some upcoming video content. Make sure to also check out our Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL, a bonus podcast covering all of the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, and it's free. Trust me, you do not want to miss any of this coverage, as it's been super in-depth, and we have some of our wonderful colleagues on the ground in Beijing right now. As I mentioned earlier in this episode, I wanted to talk about some of the line shuffling that has happened with the Jets uh, you know, courtesy of Kelly Moore from CJOB, we do have a couple of new line combos. Yeah, uh, if you were hoping for some good units, I'm not really sure that's what we're going to be seeing. Um, we're seeing right now 25, 55, and 26 on the first line, which, oh boy, that's going to be a really slow line. And while I don't really want to see um, 81, 55, 26 again, I don't know. I think 25, 55, 26 is going to really struggle. It's not like uh, Shifley has been particularly good recently, and while Wheeler is doing his best, it's not like he's got wheels of steel anymore, pun intended, and Stastny is certainly not the kind of guy that you're looking for blazing transition speed either. I guess you could say maybe they have a more considerate, uh, slower, deliberate pace to start these zone entries and stuff, but usually with the Jets, that just means that they turn over the puck and they're not able to track back effectively because... Um, the lack of foot speed has generally killed this team, so that's not ideal. Uh, the second line is Kyle Connor, Andrew Kopp, and Cole Perfetti together, which that's sensible enough. I mean, there's nothing else to really say about that. I probably would have swapped Shifley and Kopp here. I think if you put Andrew between Stastny and Wheeler, that unit might make more sense as like a four-checking kind of more defensively oriented line. It's, uh, it's not great, but it might be a little bit more workable than the current arrangement, which, again, is not super ideal. These line combos I'm just not super in love with. I feel like with how the Jets have played recently and what you need from some of your top-end stars, this just never really pans out for Winnipeg. Anytime Wheeler and Shifley are together, it's usually not that effective. So let's just hope that Cop, Perfetti, and Connor can carry the weight because... The bottom lines are looking a little rough, I would say. The third line is probably the best of the bunch. You've got Zvechnikov, Lowry, and uh, Reichel, you know, against the fourth line, which is Harkins, Toninato, and Veselainen. I guess the third line is more effective and better. 
it is kind of frustrating that Zvechnikov doesn't get to draw into more games. I feel like if you're looking for a really responsible two-way winger, Zvech has generally brought it with this uh, this start to his season, so it is kind of annoying. I, I know that Pagansky has been pretty effective, but you know if you're going to keep Pagansky in, look at Ternanato or Harkins or something. Either of those guys, even Veselainen, all three could probably sit for Zvechnikov, no problem, and I think Evgeny would bring better value. But as it is for some reason, all three just seem to be in the eye of the... Uh, the apple of the eye of the coaching staff, so I don't know. I don't know what to say with this team. I think this this squad for me, this looks like one of the worst forward lineups the Jets have had in years. Some of it is totally unavoidable, so I'm not really going to get mad and harp on it, but, you know, given what you have and the arrangements that you could make, is this really the best that you could do? Not convinced. Um, and on defense, you know, it's not that much of a uh, like a changeup, I guess. You've got Morrissey and Demello together, which should be fine. You've got Schmidt and Dylan together, which that pairing was kind of a train wreck last game, so I don't even know what to expect. Probably nothing exciting. Um, and then the third pairing right now is uh, Chisholm and Kavasovic, with Heinola being the extra seventh, which I would disagree with. I I don't know that I would be benching Heinola for this game. I know that the coaching staff has mixed feelings on him, especially after the last uh, last goal uh, against, what was it, Vancouver. You know, that game, obviously very infamous for Jets fans now, but I, I don't really understand what you expect this team to do without him. If you have a squad that struggles to score goals and is frankly going to lose in regulation or in overtime no matter what, you know, then favor aggression and allow the kids to take risks. Even Dave kind of said the same thing, you know, it was like, it's not really his fault that they ended up losing that game. Yes, you could say that the pinch was maybe overly aggressive, but that's a normal play that almost every NHL team makes, even when they're in a tie game, late game situation. Squads do this all the time, and they have players who cover for those attackers or defenders that pinch down and and really get aggressive. The fact that the fundamentals continue to elude this team, though, is, is not great. I think Lowry has a lot of work to do, and it just doesn't seem like things are really improving for the better, i got to be honest. Um, and, and so this season, for me, it's going to be a bit of a lost year. I would be shocked if the Jets recover for a playoff spot. I don't even know if that's all that preferable, to be honest. Uh, this squad is definitely not equipped to go deep in the postseason, so I think futures and selling off some guys would probably make the most sense. Now, all this talk about the future probably has you wondering what does the rest of the season look like, what's going to happen next year, and I have some thoughts on a couple of these points. We'll get to those in just a moment, but before we go any further, I did want to give a shout out to tonight's title sponsors at BetOnline.net. Football might be over, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this upcoming playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. Not into football? No problem. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. They've even got great lines for all of you Winnipeg Jets fans. From player points totals to award winners and more. Want to bet on Hellebuck winning another Vesna trophy? Log into betonline.net right now and place your bet. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. To get started, register for a free account with betonline.net right now. Start winning today because BetOnline is where the game starts. 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are, of course, closing out tonight's episode with some thoughts on uh, the rest of the season and kind of what comes next for the Jets. Going to be honest with you, I think Winnipeg is well and truly out of the playoff race right now, and I don't really want them to try and get back into it. Looking at the squad depth and seeing the injuries, uh, seeing COVID, and certainly the impacts it has had on the roster, I just don't really see a reason why Winnipeg should try to go for it. The coaching staff doesn't really seem to be uh, making the most of the players it has. The team itself is definitely dipping well below um, 50% at expected goals share, and certainly a lot of the other statistical proxies that we use for team performance. The Jets are atrocious defensively. Offensively, they're not that great. Um, And so there's just a lot here where I don't think the Jets are really at a stage they should be considering competitive. I think Winnipeg at this point needs to start kind of retooling, and I don't want to use the word rebuild yet. That might be a little bit aggressive, but, you know, a year from now, two years from now, might be a different story. And so for me, I think Winnipeg really needs to start getting aggressive at the trade deadline and and making some deals. Mark Shifley is going to be one of the more talked about names, even though I highly doubt he gets traded at all. I just don't see a scenario where that happens this year. At a minimum, I would expect him to get moved, uh, you know, like towards the summer, if that even happens. But I do kind of wonder about his long-term future with his team. It doesn't really feel like Shifley is as sold on this whole project and everything as you'd expect. And you know what? Honestly, why would he be? I mean, this team hasn't really shown anything that suggests it's really primed for a playoff run anytime soon. So if he kind of wants to leave, I really wouldn't hold it against him. You know, I I would like him to maybe put in a slightly better effort defensively than what we see. But in terms of his own happiness and stuff and how he feels about the team's performance, it's kind of hard to blame him. I mean, he's kind of past his prime, you know, roughly speaking. I don't think that his performance is really going to change. The team hasn't really accomplished a lot, and despite having so many assets and things kind of fall to the team, what have the Jets genuinely accomplished in the several years that Shifley has been one of the top players? Not a lot, and there were years where he was certainly pulling his weight and doing his fair share of uh, of the work, right? So it's not like he doesn't have room to complain here. The team itself just hasn't really accomplished anywhere near what it should, and so you know, with this team, I I just feel like some of these guys are going to have to be prepared to make a move at some point. I don't think the Jets are going to be winning much with the current core, and if that is the case, it's time to start finding a better place for these guys to spend the last few seasons of their prime output. I mean, a number of them have already passed that point, so you're basically trading a declining asset on uh, like a hockey sense, but I don't know. I don't know how you really sell that because I think Winnipeg would have to sell the idea of a rebuild otherwise within the next two seasons or so. And I don't really feel like that's particularly fair either. You've got guys who are getting close to 30 now who have been part of a team that was supposed to be a Stanley Cup contender. And only once over the last four or five years has that actually been the case. So if some of them want out and some of them want a fresh start, I think the Jets should start to look at getting them this opportunity because it would help the Jets out to get younger I think the Winnipeg uh, organization really needs to be re-examined and kind of maybe evaluated for what it should be doing and and certainly what the roster should be looking like going forward. And some of these guys just deserve a shot at at glory somewhere else. I can't think of another way to describe it. You know, the season's basically lost. 
next year, I can't really imagine things changing unless the Jets get an amazing coaching hire. So you're looking at a couple of years that are basically transitional periods, and that's not really fair to put the players through this and force them to be part of a rebuild that frankly shouldn't need to be happening. I mean, Winnipeg should have been playoff bound right now and actually successful the last three or so years, but it's fallen so short of that, and I can't imagine that it's going to change anytime soon. So let these guys move on, get some assets, and start the process of putting a new Jets core together. I hate to say it, but I just feel like that is the most realistic path, and I think it makes the most sense for everyone involved. As much as I love this team and as much as I very much enjoy you know, seeing what Shifley has done, what Connor and Wheeler and, and Ehlers have accomplished, certainly what Hellebuck has done in net, a couple of those players probably do have an opportunity to seek glory elsewhere, and I think that they'll actually find it. I think if you let Shifley, you let maybe Morrissey, um, Hellebuck, some of these guys seek out opportunities elsewhere, I think they might actually really thrive. Whether they will want to, I, I don't know. But I think Shifley might be really open to it, so I would ask him and see what he wants to do. It just doesn't seem like he really is as attached to the Jets as he used to be. So if he wants a chance at a fresh start, let him go seek it. The Jets have found their new number one seat anyways, and I think, you know, for Shifley, these are the last heydays of his career. So let him go have fun. Let him go rediscover his passion for hockey, because right now it just seems like it's not all that enjoyable. I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Let me know what you would do with the roster and who you might be letting go and who you would want to keep. Be sure to tell me at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to do it. Thanks for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. Before you log off, make sure to make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. The best podcast for all of your betting needs around. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling and Paramount Sports. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!